It's the card. Yes, sir. Episode 70. We are back. Back again. Live, direct, like we always say. Um, Gordo should be joining us in a few minutes. He said he's, you know, he's putting the young one to sleep. Yeah, we're rocking and rolling. And it was crazy because I was trying to figure out how we should structure this episode. If y'all noticed, I sent the invite mad late. Um, I got an interview scheduled tomorrow with Fuego. Uh, I think Young Fuego. Uh, shout out 3500 World. If anybody um, tuned in to the interview I had with Piff, um, you know, you'll be uh, in for a treat because Fuego is part of that same crew. So you know, getting an uh, interview with another member of 3500 World is dope. He just put out a project as well. Um, but I figured, yeah, like, okay, so if I'm going to do this interview, do we do a yeah. show? And I didn't really communicate that because I didn't even know if I was going to get the interview or not. So it came in pretty late, the confirmation and things like that. So I figured, like, all right, maybe we can have, you know, a little break. Um, but Gordo hit me up and he was like, yo, we ready? And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, why not? Like, I ain't got nothing to do. Let's let's still uh, link up. And there's a lot to talk about. I mean, I, I figured like, you know, we could talk about the Kendrick album, some things that aren't pressing and things like that, just to, you know, have an episode where we just kind of focus on something that's not like a, a super current topic and we can drop that whenever. Uh, but, you know, speaking to you, Paul, on the, uh, you know, pre-show, I kind of had to dead all that because it is pressing, you know, like honestly with this pod, we can't really, you know, take a week off, especially this week. It's pressing. So, so if anything, I, I, I will have to uh, release that interview I do tomorrow next week, yeah. just out of respect. Cause we got to talk about it. We can't, we can't um, not speak about it. So let's just get it out the way. Um, Buffalo man, prayers yeah, up for, for everybody. Um, if you didn't know, I don't know how, but if you didn't know, there was uh, another mass shooting, almost the 200th one of the year, and um, racially motivated this time, 10, 10 black people killed, um, a lot of them elderly, so. Yeah. You know, what's I mean, going on only, here? And there was one person below the age of, who was only 32, you know, everybody else was in their 50s and 60s, and right. um, racially motivated a uh, young white dude, you know, walks into a store and shoots up a bunch of grandmas and grandpas. I, I mean, I, I don't get it. You know, right. I don't I don't get it. And it don't make sense. And there really shouldn't be an explanation for it because it should never happen. The shit, right. should, the shit should never happen. But it's like, you know, uh, he said it's he said it's straight up and, and they they verified that it was racially motivated. So I don't want to hear the naysayers saying any stupid ass shit. Yeah, this ain't no mental health. He clearly wrote that he's cognizant. He knows what he's doing. He's not unstable. He he wrote a manifesto. You yeah, know. he was this alive was over time. Right, this was over, over time. He was, you know, he was on live. He was live streaming yeah. this while he did it. So, you know, it ain't it ain't nothing like that's uh, anything that you can really sit there and say, oh, he snapped. Like it took a lot of planning. Oh shit! He went there. He went there the day before and had like you know look things up and, and and you know looked at the place and the floor plans and things like that so this was carefully planned i don't want to hear any mental health talk um yeah. and uh gotta, yeah, go on, yeah, yeah. no and all the bullshit out here man like 
it should be evident, bro, that there's a problem in America, and the problem yeah. and the problem is racism. Yeah, you know, and racism shouldn't be tolerated in any shape. Um, we gotta handle um, it. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, um, you know, attack it head on. Because one um, thing I don't like is that I see a lot of people right now going like, "Oh, social media." Fuck out of here. Okay, I get it. I get it. Maybe you're saying that these ideas are spreading on social media, but you know, you as the parent should be speaking to your kid. So even if they see those things on social media, they have the mind to know that that's not right. We all come across things on social media. It doesn't mean that we all fall into those pitfalls and things like that. Um, and these are family. They come from the community. They come from the household. They come from the Fox News as well. I mean, like when, when people are bringing up um, Tucker Carlson talking about the great white replacement and things like that, you know, it's more than social media. Um, you know, I, I don't really want to go on a huge tirade and things like that, because I know it's more nuanced than that. But, you know, a lot of times when you listen to these Joe Rogan podcasts and stuff like that, there are little things overall. Is he really radical like that? No, but we do know who his, you know, core audience and bases. We know how they think. We know the type of people that he brings onto his platform. So I feel like it's little things like that where you can look at somebody and be like, oh, no, they don't really do that. But the leeway they give to certain people who they give to their platform and when they're on their platform, they don't get challenged. And it's just like, a, oh, so do you think this and think like all that little like coddling and you're teetering the fence and you're calling it free speech and everyone should do this and all that stuff kind of bubbles up and, and you see kind of you know the result and i'm not i'm not trying to that's why i said i'm not trying to go on a tirade i'm not blaming rogan i just bring him up as as far as like what we see in the media as far as when we when we entertain such ideas that manifest into things like this even even on black podcasts so so you know our listeners don't think i'm just going for an easy thing you know i listen to the joe budden podcast i listen to rory and maul i listen to million dollars worth of game i listen to all these pods shit even the young pods the full send and things like that when they bring drewski and all these things on i've mentioned this before and you know some you know sometimes people think it's a conspiracy but like i've mentioned this like thought this thought war or whatnot right and you hear a lot of things where a few years ago you might have said oh this is alt-right or this is this or this is that you hear a lot of these same topics and ideas being brought up now on black podcasts or hip-hop leaning podcasts and they're brought up in certain ways where it's like okay let's talk about cancel culture you don't like cancel culture right yeah. right like that's how they bring it up and then you're sitting there thinking of one thing right and i've peeped it a million times you're thinking of one specific context that they're talking about and then now if you really listen to it and you're you're you know you're going along with them you'll probably sit there too and be like yeah f cancel culture f this people should do this people should do that and i'm telling you like what i'm saying is is mad nuance so please don't think it's like uh you have to be pro cancel culture or something i'm just saying it starts out with a very simple idea that you can probably get a mass amount of people to sit there and agree with you with right and then it and it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going like I gotta before, take a you know let me, let me on no back. jumper let me just finish with this on no jumper right, right. another like hip-hop podcast you know i remember like i don't know if it started as a joke but like a few times i've heard these people say stuff like oh yeah you know 
Dylan, uh, not Dylan, but oh yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. Kyle Rittenhouse did nothing wrong. And I'm hearing this on a hip hop podcast. You know what I mean? And it's that type of shit that I'll hear on other hip hop podcasts. It might not be about Rittenhouse, but I'm talking about the little rhetoric that they have episode after episode where it starts with something as small as cancel culture. And then it goes up to something to where now, okay, you got Adam 22, white guy saying something about, you know, Rittenhouse. And then you might have, you know, a black host might might agree with him or, or something. And now it's like, yo, are we in the twilight? Like when? Did we forget that this Rittenhouse kid drove from his state to another state? He was not in danger. He looked for that. He put himself there. So I just use that example as things I've heard on these certain platforms that typically you might be like, oh, this is a conservative talking point or this is a talking point of this side. But I'm hearing it. And that's why I feel like it's these little culture wars. You're getting people who are of the culture you think are like you. And, and and now it's like little by little they sprinkle in these ideas and now it's like wait who am i really listening to you know but who you are they know, trying to get this message out to but you know what i you know just to piggyback off of that because you said the rhetoric right um yeah. even in college college level uh english classes and you know this they have you study stuff by hitler they have you study martin luther king in the same class you know what i mean because they were such powerful speakers yeah. You know, and it's about moving the masses, you know, right. being able to speak in a way that puts ideas in people's heads, even if they didn't fundamentally believe in what the fuck you believed in previously. You know, you might hit some points and they'd be like, oh, yeah, maybe he's right. Or, you know what I mean? They, they get to right. thinking one way or thinking another way. And like you said, people don't realize. See, I don't think social media and the media is bad. I just think that the way that people have grown to use it or the way the yeah. society's moved to use it is bad. They don't realize how your words have power. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you, your words could touch somebody million, uh, thousands and thousands of miles away where a gun can't shoot them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say the right thing. And it's and it's 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 crazy how many people just don't realize how powerful that you know that words are and i mean the proof is in the pudding over and over and over again you know these kids that get these ideas in their head and this is a young dude too you know shooting grandmas and grandpas at a grocery store like i mean how what what point are you making right you ain't making no point and he got taken and he got taken in alive so oh man he got taken in when 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 we when when, you know black people were just rioting and and because of you know them gunning down African Americans just for thinking that they're doing something. Those two, right. uh, even, though, even though they did convicted, those two dudes who chased down uh, the runner and shot him in cold blood because they said he was a part of Antifa. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, it's just it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, What's man. up, Gordo? What's happening? You you know where we at? We starting off militant, man. Yeah, you know where we at. <laughs> Nah, I told I, him, I told him, I, you know, just to give you a recap, I told him this week, the fact that I, you know, even sent this, um, you know, invite a little late was because I had an interview scheduled for tomorrow, but I, you know, I got the conf- confirmation late. So I was teetering back and forth between like, yo, you know, should I give us a break? Just focus on this interview this week. And if we still do the uh, podcast just with us this week, should we just focus on topics that aren't so, you know, time sensitive? Like, let's just focus the whole episode on the Kendrick album or something like that. Yeah. I was gonna try to make it a fun, a fun episode. But honestly, we started talking beforehand and it was like, you know, how could we skip over what just happened and shit like that? So, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, we can't take a week off. It's messed yeah. up. 
I, it, it, you know, I'm, I was just talking about the situation. Like, it's crazy, you know, like the fact that this man just went in the grocery store. And then this is like the time that he went in there. It's just like the time that old people were shot. You feel me? Right. So it's just like, it, it's a weird target. You feel me? Then you It's more cowardice. Whole, yeah. Then he it's like knows, he drove, yeah. He drove to a whole part of town where it's just pre pre predominantly black. So it's just like, it was just like, it's some weird shit, you know? So it's just like. It, it, and then it's like he had a manifesto and things of that yep. nature. And I'm just like, um, I don't know. It's just like, like parents you know, trying like, to say it's COVID. Yeah, but like somebody told me, you know, you know, the story is where the money's made. You know, so it's just like, regardless of the situation and the circumstances, yeah, he went in there and took the, like a multiple. Um, I think it was ten people, um, ten, eleven people did. Yeah. Um, you know, taking him alive is where they make their money. The DA, you know, the trial, the case, the reporters, you know, the city, you know, the-, the Ain't taking no black people alive. You right, feel so me? Right, so where's our it's money? Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's weird, you know, it's just like right. sad as fuck. It's just like, cause at the end of the day, it seems like they constantly come and attack us, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it's like- it's And that's like, the thing, that's the thing. What I don't like is like, this happens and then one side wants to say, okay, gun control, where's the guns, where's the guns, or or take the guns away. Another side wants to say mental health, mental health, but who's saying racism? Who's saying the big no, idea? That's my problem, bro. Nobody wants to say racism. Let's say racism, because yeah, that's that's, my problem, when, the, when the Asian hate goes on and it says stop Asian hate, you get a law really quick. This happens and no one wants to say, oh, racially motivated. No, yeah. They keep saying allegedly, but he wrote a whole manifesto. Ain't no alleged. Yeah. He, he yeah, told yeah, you what he it did. was. Like, that's what I'm saying. Bro. And that's why I'm saying they keep on saying a lead shooter and things like that. No, he did this stuff. Right. Like, he wore this body cam. He was found with the gun. Like, it's just like, why are we saying a ledge? You feel me? Like, right. it wasn't like we so we watching this on a, 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 a security cam. We don't can't see his face and shit like that. We know that this is the man that did this. Mm -hmm. 100%. And so it's just like, it's just like, it's just like you say, I'm like, it's crazy that nobody really wants to say racism to the situation. But at the end of the day, that's exactly what it comes down to. Right. I didn't see anybody mention that yet. Like, I didn't see anyone I, just say the racist attacks. I see, you know, I see conversations coming up about guns. I see conversations about mental health. And I see conversations about white parents talking about you've got to monitor your kids online behavior because you know, you can get radicalized and it's like, okay, I get that. But like, what, what happened to the teachings beforehand? You know, what yeah. I was telling Paul earlier, like, yo, you and me and Paul, we come across wild shit on the internet all day. Are we radicalized? You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Right. You know, look at what they're doing online. Sure. But it starts way before that. Don't wait yeah. until now oh, to start looking yeah, at the internet. To, like, a seed has to be planted. From a kid. You should be telling them from a kid, like... That's my yeah. point, bro. That was my point, bro. I got white homies. We all do. We all got white friends who, who I ain't like that at all. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? And watered and nurtured and grown. So it's just like mm -hmm. that was his flower that bloomed. You feel me? Yeah. Like and, and it's just like that's the sad that, that's the sad part about and we it. We see like, it time and time again. Cause you remember that what what was that uh wasn't it a school shooting or something that happened just like the other day? And then the parents was trying to like 
really stick up for their kid hard and their parents almost went on the run. I think they did go on the run with the kid and they all got caught eventually. But like yeah, the parents, was the parents yeah, was basically like they found a whole bunch of stuff where the kid had actually said something about like, you know, taking to bullets to school. Yeah. yeah. And then the mom was like, oh, the mom didn't really tell him no that first time he like expressed that. She just said and like the he's smarter. Girl, I yeah. Like she, yeah. She like she found like a text message on his phone about trying to plant something. And then she said, she said, maybe next time don't text about it. You know, like it wasn't anything about don't do it. It was about yeah, like it was weird you know, as well. Be careful. Yeah, they all got they all got arrested for basically being involved in it. In the so it's like you see a lot of this stuff, and it's like, yeah, I appreciate some of the parents who are speaking out, but like, there's really clearly a whole bunch of, of there's clearly a whole bunch of parents who are encouraging. I mean, so, but it's like I, it, you know what I really equate it down to is just like white people want to fake like, like I say, racism doesn't happen. You know that right. that's, the, that's the imaginary umbrella that. Um, we so happen to live in, and you know what, bro? And is that why no one wants that, to talk about that's it? That's powerful, kind of what bro. I'm thinking. Like, that's do you powerful, not want bro. to admit it? Like, hold on, because I got a, I got a friend or two who, who who you know cool with me, but they play that same role just right there. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. it's just something they don't want to talk about. They don't want to be yeah. confronted with it. Like it's like that's bullshit. It's just like unless a race war happens and niggas really have to be on some like you know it's us versus them or we get into a part because me ultimately what i really feel like at this day and age these niggas is reversing laws and shit like this so it's like eventually i feel like they gonna reverse segregation in certain parts of the city in, in, in the united states you feel me so like i say like at the end of the day like unless they get some real like type of race war happen where niggas is gonna be confronted where hey we can't hang out no more bro and that's the reality like we can't be cool not saying like oh, are we not cool like i don't respect you or you respect me as a person or human being but where it's just like all right you where it's like literally the law and like niggas is really fighting for this shit and dying in the streets for this shit niggas white people not gonna respect the reality of racism right because at the end of the day like they they don't even give a fuck about slavery like they really will take like they really will try to erase everything well, we've seen the racism story, from the from the history books like as we can see like there's no like there's no there's no no if ands and buts about whether the fucking fact that they don't want to acknowledge that you feel me like they don't want to acknowledge racism like that's just the that's just the reality that we live in right and it's just like that and And you see it you see it you see it like down to the smallest levels bro have you ever have you ever been in a situation just on like a personal level where you're like yo such and such you know, they, they, they being racist or they, I feel some vibes or they, they throwing something or they saying something yeah. and then, and then somebody else will be like, I'm talking about on a personal level, people we know in real life. Cause I feel like I've been through this a few oh, no, times already like, I, where I someone like is saying something, <laughs> where someone is saying yeah. something and you try to be like, yo, like you try to express like, yo, like, am I bugging? Like this person is clearly violated. Like, he, and then someone like, will tell you, like, come on, it's just a joke. Like, you think it's really like nah, that? And be like, yo, please don't. Yo, definitely had a lot of those moments, you know, when motherfuckers definitely went to a private white institution. You feel me? Right. Like, I'd just be like, me coming from the streets, I'm like, this nigga really tweaking right now. He being racist as fuck. And then it's just like, <laughs> even then, it's just like, even going to like, trying to get into certain parties, that's when it, re- that's when it really was hitting me. Like, 
Like, these niggas really racist as fuck. Like, motherfuckers be in a party. Like, it'd be a party going on. Motherfuckers be standing outside. We we come walk up. You know, it's it's about, like, five, six of us, you know. We, like, yeah, such and such invited us, gave us the invite address and everything. They, no, nah, y'all can't really come in. We It's really just friends only. But I'm just like, bro, like, it's a whole party that niggas from the whole school going to, but it's just strictly white motherfuckers. You and I got invited. You forgot. And I got invited. Right. You feel me? Hold on. Hey, you know what I you know what I've I've gotten? I've gotten a, hey Paul. So what do you think about this? What do you think about this topic? Or how does this make you feel as a black man? I'm like, right. They always want to bring up you. What do you think? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, first of all, I would never even think of something like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And second of all, the fact that you're thinking about it got me questioning you right now. No, right, <laughs> I gotta look at you now, like, uh, nigga. <laughs> you can't come around no more. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, man, just, it, it's getting, I mean, it's always been dangerous, you know, um, shit, the past couple of years, just with police stops and things like that, and, you know, we've seen Dylan Roof, so sadly, this is nothing new, um, it's like, what can you do, right? Either you're going to be the, the good guy with the gun or you're not. It's just like you can't even really prepare. So it's like you just got to watch your surroundings and really, really keep eyes on people. Because like they did they did have reports saying how they saw this guy walking around the uh, grocery store like the day before and a couple community members kind of like looked at him funny like you know we've never seen you around here, seen why you guy, here, he, why you here. He, yeah he looks he looks suspicious so you know right. we're just gonna have to you know not take any chances i think from here on out when you see something suspicious you're gonna have to say something like yeah. really you yeah. know really make it a point to be like yo watch yourself i've I seen something out here that is not typical and i want to and i want to get you guys to say yeah I want to get you guys' opinion, man, because this topic, right, it tired because you brought up a great point, man. They're not saying racism, right? They're saying gun, guns control and all this other shit. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm a gun owner, and I feel yeah. like, especially as a, a man of color out here in America, you know, black man in America, that I should I should have a gun to defend myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. This that happens. So I don't, I don't really, I, I honestly don't believe in, in gun control to an extent. You know what I'm saying? If you got it legally and you, and you registered and you know how to use it, Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and, and that, that's how I think about it. But, you know, I want to get y'all clearly. Opinion. No, I mean, look, like you said, keep it legal. Um, I heard I heard ideas that people were talking about, about having to even register your bullets. Right. So right. they were saying, like, maybe maybe there's a system where. You know, the state deems that however many bullets that your gun carries is however many that's necessary to protect you and your household or something like that. So say your chamber holds 11 or something, 11, 12, that's how much you get. Now, if you, you use like one three or four, or you get three or four clips or some shit like that, like, right. Three, I, but I they're saying if you use one, since you have to register these bullets, when you use one, that's a whole police report. You got to explain it, how, you know, you got to do all that thing. And then when they clear you, then they replace your one or however many you used. But right. that's what it's supposed to be. Now, if you go to a gun range and use it, you can get it replaced. You leave. Right. right. But they're but they were trying to say that. And I understand that. I mean, that's, that. that's real regulation. You feel I like, like that. that's real regulation. That, but is but you know, it's like that, like you know, that's you know, the thing is like I'm thinking like this, people go and fire guns uh shots off at New Year's, you feel me? 
Fourth of July type of shit. So it's just like it's a lot of little goofy ass shit that they do with their guns that they wouldn't be able to do with their guns that they like doing, like hunting and shit like that. You feel me? And you know, yeah. clearly, clearly, also a lot of these incidents are happening by you know children who are grabbing parents' guns. And, and he had an AK. That man, right. like when I watched that video, that man had an AK. That wasn't. I, no, I, like, I didn't even want to watch this. I'm like, I had to watch it. Cause I'm just like, it's just like me personally. Like, I'm just like, I have to see what they doing to us. They said something wild like, was on the, it's just on like, the front it's of just, his it, gun or something. It looked like a military attack. You feel me? Right. Like, it's just like, think about like, it, 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 this is why I say like, it seemed like they sent a soldier that they really didn't upon. You feel me? Yeah. Into a, into a location where they knew we would be. And he killed people. And that's and what some was, of these things look like, right? Because he, he was for years, for years now, for years now, anytime this thing happens, does it ever seem like an amateur who's like sloppy and running around and scared almost? It almost 100% always seems like someone is trained. Yeah. Like they, they're running there. It's, it's tactical. You know, some of these some of these accounts of, of things we've heard over the years, sometimes people are like, oh, I've seen two or three people. But then you only hear about sure. one. You know, it's I don't know. But that's, you know, that's, that's getting into some, yeah. And and that's what it goes into, like them taking them alive. You feel me as well? Like right. these people seem to, you know, like all right, I've done what I'm done. Let me get put this over there, throw that away. Uh, I'm gonna mm. put my hands up and get on the ground or whatever they want me to do. Right. You feel me? So it's just like that baffles my fucking mind. It's just like they can go on this whole bloodthirsty rampage for a minute, and then I guess when you, when the police or whoever arrives, they can just calmly, you know, be taken alive, right? Not given the fact of what they just, the act that they just com- committed. You feel me? No shots, nothing. Because it's just like it's it's it, it, it's weird, and that's the part that just like you know. Every time this shit happens, that's the part that kills me. Like, it's just like what happens in between the part where you was just, you know, going Call of Duty mode, and like you was taking out a whole op team. You know, what happened in between that moment to the police came up? Like, where did that bloodlust go? But it's like right. that's why I say that bloodlust be only directed towards us. Mm-hmm. Making it like that's what I'm saying. Like, regardless of what motherfuckers want to say, gun control and mental illness no he had a bloodlust for us and when he saw something that wasn't us because the thing is even in that video he, he targets a white man but doesn't shoot him turns mm-hmm. the gun away and says sorry and runs off and goes to shoot somebody else that's a person of color all right so i'm like what was the one i'm like so it's just like even with all the people saying gun violence and mental illness there's there like you say y'all said there's proof in the pudding right there because he could have killed the whole white man like himself, but he chose not mm-hmm. to. Meaning he was aware of what he was doing. A. Yep. If that's not used in court, I'm going to be pissed. Because it's just like, at the end of the day, and that's why I said at the end of the day, even if they could say he was in, the, in an act of rage, he, he had enough awareness to be like, oh, this man is white. Let me not shoot him. Yeah. Right. It's fucked up, man. I mean, like I I said, and it's like at the end of the day, fuck gun control, because at the end of the day, the first people they're going to try to take their guns from is black people. 
And so at the end of the day, regardless, I don't give a fuck. We need our guns at this point. I don't care. Like, yeah, the thing, the most thing we can do is just make sure that these don't, these motherfuckers not in the hands of shorties, you feel me? And little kids that's out here shooting each other and shit like that. But at the end of the day, everybody that's uh, that got a legal gun car and that has a gun needs to help own that motherfucker and get them a concealing carry because at the end of the day you need to be prepared at this point in day and age you have to you have to like it like you don't like i'm saying like motherfuckers don't know where motherfuckers don't start shooting at because i'm like i'm just thinking about it like motherfuckers and like think about it motherfuckers and shot motherfuckers at movie theaters motherfuckers get shot at school daily college all that shit you go to job, your workplace you getting shot at like at the end of the day right. now we getting at the grocery store you feel me it's just like for, it's like as a black person you should feel like really where do you feel safe at other right. than your fucking and it's like at the, the, at the end of the day you really don't feel safe at your home because these motherfuckers come kick down your door and shoot your ass in your home as a police officer right so it's just like that's why I'm saying the real question me for me is fuck all of this uh gun control and mental illness. It's time for black people to really wake up and realize like, hey, these motherfuckers are racist and they are going to attack us at some at some real fucking point. And it's not gonna be one or two of them. You feel me? Right. Because as we can see, like I say, the reason the reason why this shit is going on and these people continue to act like this is because they seen these motherfuckers do the shit on the biggest stage at the fucking Capitol. Yeah. And you know what's We're so not crazy? We're not talking about this shit. We're not <laughs> talking about the real reason why these motherfuckers are out here doing the shit that they're doing to us. We right. want to talk about goofy shit and, and, and deflect and make it see, so we can keep that money in motherfuckers' pocket. But unfortunately, me, I don't get this money not going to shut my money. My mouth don't work on that. My mouth right. work on the truth and, and the reality that we really face. And this <laughs> is the reality that we face is that these motherfuckers are really in their mental, in their mind, don't fuck with us and don't like us and don't see us as a human being or see us as somebody that deserves to live. Right. And, and it's time for us to everything. wake up and get and get on these lawmakers' ass to pass a law that if any of you motherfuckers come touch us, you are going to fucking jail for life. And that's where it should be at. Because at the end of the day, yes, y'all to stop niggas from being able to be lynched, but you have to stop niggas from being able to be gunned down. Right. Cause niggas not everybody that that's some 1800 shit. Like I say, we're moving, we're moving at a slow, real slow ass pace that is not catching up to the time frame. Cause at the end of the day, we're sitting here talking about debating on whether women should be able to have abortions. And they, that, that is their God given fucking right. Right. But we're going back to shit, going backwards instead of fucking forward. hundred mm-hmm. percent, bro. And think about all, everything you just said. Somebody kicking in your door, gunning you down. Somebody jogging, getting gunned down. Somebody going to the grocery store to get dinner and get gunned down. That shit don't even sound real, bro. You know, it's it's unreal. Literally. It's a dystopian. It sounds like a fucking dystopian movie. Like you sit here and watch Black Mirror and shit like that. But I'm like, in regards to that, Black Mirror is reality. You're literally facing that as reality, and we sit here and watch it on TV and be entertained by that, but that is truly reality. Right, right. No, I mean, Buddy, who made Black Mirror, I mean, they got another season coming out, but um, which was crazy, but Buddy, who made Black Mirror at first, he was saying he don't even want to make new seasons because he was like, yo, he was like, life depressing enough. He was like, but the crazy thing is, I guess when we first tuned into Black Mirror, it was, it was almost like, oh, Look at this. Like, it's a cautionary tale. Look at the dark side of technology, where it can go. But then you start to realize, man, some of this shit's happening right now. I mean, like... Happening right now. You remember, you remember them reality. dogs? You remember them robot dogs? 
Yeah, that's from a real place. That's from a real place that they have them dogs right now. They're doing it right now. It's like, damn, G. And then, and then, even remember how they had them like little chips on their brain and things? Come on, wasn't Elon trying to make that neural link? Yep. But, but you know, he put it in some monkeys and the monkeys was going crazy and killing themselves, which I feel like was happening in the Black Mirror shows. Like, I saw a commercial, I saw a commercial the other day talking about some guy going to get a job and someone bringing up his Google report and being like, oh, shit. And then it said, like, sign up for e-reputation or something. And this thing will clean your... I was like, an e-reputation. This is crazy. crazy like, yo, dude. this is some real, like, this is some commercial you Think about it. Niggas on. over in... Well, I forget if it's... uh, what is it Hong Kong or China? But niggas get, like, a social rating. And based off yeah. of that social rating, your ass can't get certain jobs, can't do certain shit. Like right. be in certain places, like that shit is real. Like that's crazy. Like that's reality. Like niggas, right. niggas that like that's an episode on TV, but that's the reality that certain I people mean, are facing outside. Shit. I mean, Jack Harlow said it best, right? He said we they trying to feed the kids to the metaverse. <laughs> Man, I doubt. on on his uh on the track with Drake. So yeah, and I said that's a dark line. Like they trying to feed the but. Is it not true? Everything today is like, yo, go, to, go to the matter. Go to the matter. Go to the matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I sent y'all that uh that article that I read that they, you know, they down 10, 10 billion. Shit, right. Should they been catching this is, the, this is the this is the thing that's that's getting me right. So, Meta, you you know, down ten billion, and he said, yo, it might take ten years. Zuck said it might take ten years for them to even be profitable on this side, and it's like burning a lot of cash right now so they might put it on hold and things like that and then you see reports about the nft market dropping by like 91 percent or something like that and it's like okay like some you know this stuff is taking a hit right uh ethereum and things like that but even though it's taking a big dip it's still being pushed right you Mm -hmm. still see nike announce an nft division you still see all these places so it's spotify. like how did do, how does a whole how does yeah spotify but i just feel like when i see these reports of like and i get it maybe maybe it's like oh i really have a vision so there's still money in this and things like that but you can't tell me any other place where a market drops by 90 some percent like okay so 90 percent of activity is gone there's only 10 percent of activity now so hey, happy, one hey, one out of every ten, you're telling me one out of every ten the people NFTs that is being they, the people the people that needed to do what they right. they needed to do have left, right? And they've taken their resources and the people that they were with away from, me. right? Right? They they cashed out. Like they cashed out and rolled out. So it's like you really now, like I say, like so now you truly have those people that were like the artists and the people that were really trying to build these things up. You feel me? And right. it's just like they're they're picking up breadcrumbs and trying to find communities that really truly didn't exist and backlogs and roadmaps and shit like that. You feel me? Like it's it, that that's why we have this ten percent of productivity now because at the end of the day, now it's up to like the real artists, the digital artists, the motherfucking actual NFT collectors and the people that are cryptocurrency collectors and however that shit to actually come in and try to rebuild this market and make it flourish where it's going to be profitable for everybody. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like I told people, like, I'm like, do y'all not see the real downfall in this? We keep on buying the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over and over. 
when these people stop doing whatever the fuck they're doing and say, hey, I'm not, they're not even buying anything. You feel me? They're just making profit. When they stop and they have all the money, you guys gave them all your crypto to them. Where's the crypto, like, where's the fluctuation of crypto going? You feel me? No way. Like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we always talk about the circulation of the black dollar. We have to do that with everything to make it, to make it, as you see, profitable and marketable and, and a resource. Right. Like we can't, like we sit here and sit, like we, like I say, we kept sitting on, on apes and apes and apes and apes mm -hmm. thinking like, hey, I'm a fucking, I'm a, I bought this ape for fucking 5,000. I'm gonna flip it for 50,000. But at the end of the day, once, like I say, once those people that are buying those things are gone, you have nobody that's willing to buy a $50,000 digital NFT ape. Right. So now you're just sitting on the fucking NFT that you might not even get rid of. And now you have to truly own until maybe the market boosts itself back up. But it then it's just like, will apes be the popular fucking thing anymore? You feel me? Right. Right. I seen I seen like, somebody talking to one of them. Uh, I think it was yeah one of the full send dudes talking about, yo, how do you feel? Like he bought like one of them board apes for seven hundred fifty grand, and this shit like lost like you know however much value. And he was like, oh, I really just like the artwork. Like, all right, you got to tell yourself that now. You gotta tell yourself. <laughs> yeah, he that. Like, he got to keep that up. You got to keep that right. up so somebody else wants to buy it. Shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but now nah, it's crazy because I'm just saying, like you're telling me that now in the market, one out of every ten NFTs is sold. That all these companies are still putting money, still opening up. It tells me I mean, that there's something else. There's a bigger. I play. mean, I think it's just like because they think, like you say, there gonna... is a plan. There is a plan for this right. most this metaverse. You feel me? Like right. it's not going to be like a one or two, three year thing again. Because we got to think about it. NFTs are maybe two or three years old. Like maybe four at the longest, you feel me? And so it's just like, they wasn't popular for maybe two in, until like two years ago. Right. So it's just like, we have to think about it like that in the long run, like, hey, maybe, yeah, things like, think about it like, always always think about it like as in Bitcoin, people didn't really know what Bitcoin was. It, it kind of caught leverage, like it kind of caught on, then it didn't catch on and then it took off, you feel me? So it's yeah. just like people kind of looking at it like that. And a lot of companies are like, hey, even though this shit is, kind of down let me kind of maximize on this where i can try to create a space for it to pop back off you feel me like right. it's trying to it's like it's kind of like almost like it's like this shit has had like a myspace moment right right where it came it was hot and now it's gone and niggas trying to bring it back but and re and well it really ain't gone but it's like kind of revamp it into something mm -hmm. different and new or better but it's just like I don't know how good of attraction it's gonna be if, like I say, these communities where, like I say, the artists, the artists, the collectors, the people that own the crypto, the people that just have crypto on their wallet, they're not doing with until these group of people come together, this this real marketing metaverse space that we try to create with NFTs and shit really is not gonna thrive. Like right. it's just like it's just not because like I, I feel say, like NFTs, if if it does make any type of staying power, it's gonna be like a, a utility, not so much artwork. Yeah. Because you know, just it being an NF and a non-fungible token and things like that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be artwork. I feel like that's what it started as. Um, but obviously you can have audio NFTs 
Um, you can you can have a lot of things like, you know what I mean? So I feel like somebody was talking about, you know, I heard someone talking about NFTs could really, you know, revolutionize the healthcare industry and things like that for like records and and and, um, you know, other utilities outside of like collectibles and things like that like really having like a, a one of one thing to like get you into places, maybe an ID or something like that, or maybe it has all of your information or something. So, you know, things like that. And I feel like when it, when it gets used like that and it becomes a utility, Oh, it's going to be off to the races. Cause then it's just yeah. going to And that's the crazy thing about it. Like, cause that's what I'm saying. Like, we're not even thinking about the aspect like that. Cause that's even, cause that that's, but it's just like, even with that, it's just like, we with that, it's just like, there's so much low security for you know technology you know that's the risk like hey now i have this person's kind of like you you imagine like there's a token that we all have to carry around that has our birthdays our birthday social security number credit score motherfucking medical records dental records things of that like that gets stolen replicated like that like that's that's scary you feel me but it's possible and a lot of yeah a lot of, uh, you know, yeah but a lot it's of like stuff right now yeah but it's like the thing is about that it creates but that creates a, a minimal a minimalized world you feel me where right. we don't have to put so much attention on too much different things and that's not and that's that's one thing that they don't like is what they they wouldn't allow you feel me yeah they because the thing is like they want our attention span put in different places and shit like that and so it's like if we were to create a token where things were just in one spot and we only had everything in one record of things, they wouldn't like that. Right. I know. I know for a fact they wouldn't like that because it, it, it was it was it was yeah it would be a lot of risk, but then it was just like it would it would cost them it would cost less money. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And if money's not being made, they're not going to do it. Because think about it. Imagine we imagine like think about it. We think about it. If there was a literally a QR code that we would just go around scanning that was a wallet or everything, you feel me? And we didn't have to do any of this other shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost you there. Feel you feel me? <laughs> with your phone. Yeah, you got the you like got some like credit say, card on there. You got like I say with your everything. phone, everything is all constant tickets, different apps right. and different analogs and exactly. different things. You feel me? So it's like our attention, like I say, our attention is spread, which is the best thing that they want for us, because they don't want us to. They don't want us to pinpoint focus. No, that's not. Hey, bro, I'm gonna tell you something. I was was about to put my credit cards on my phone one day, right? Mm -hmm. Because you know they always ask you about the wallets and shit. Mm -hmm. But then I had misplaced my phone, and I was Mm -hmm. like, damn, right. Right. <laughs> you know, would have been out here just scanning. You feel me? Just walking up. Apple yeah. Apple. Hey, no phone, no, no money, no nothing. Right. Right. <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like I'm sitting here. Look, I didn't lost my debit card, but luckily it's on like I stored it in some of my apps, so I can still fake use it. But I'm sitting here like I really don't know where my debit card is. Like this shit. Right. Like, right. I'm just like hey, I'm gonna believe in the wallet. I'm gonna believe in my wallet at the crib and being like, huh. Well, you know what? Apple Pay is on the phone. All right. Hey, cool. hey, hey, <laughs> hey you gotta have you gotta have both, man. Or you out here right. naked? It's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. Sometimes but, I don't even have my ID because I got a picture of my ID on my motherfucking phone. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Now look, it's, like, it's weird shit like that that I'm like, it's just like the thing is like if NFTs really went towards that type of level of shit, we would be really maximizing the capacity of the world you feel me like we, oh, have, we could put our focus on other shit you feel me like yeah. as opposed to all this shit but it's just like 
like I say, we we doing different things and doing it for different purposes. Like I say, hey man, don't look up, right? Can, you either you either you either uh, fix the uh, problem or you uh, you try to find a way to make money off of that problem. Like Buddy was, you know, trying to make money off of the rocks or some shit, and ultimately threw the you know the whole world off course from actually having a chance to save themselves. Things like that. Yeah. So, Right. You know, it's always like you focusing on something else. But what I was going to say is that a lot of these themes, a lot of these themes were mirrored in uh, the latest album from Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Um, I know you heard it, Gordo. Did you did you peep it, uh, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. OK, OK. What do we think? Because, you know, we got to break it down. You might as I well. Fuck, I fuck with the album. Um, yeah. You know, is this the last album on TDE? You know, yeah, he had a great five five album run. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think he did. Um, you know, I think he did Kendrick at me personally the highest level. Yeah, like he brought me everything from you know Good Kid to Mad City to Pimp a Butterfly to Untitled to yeah. um. Uh, feel I mean damn I'm sorry um, yeah. you know it like it was you know accumulation what Kendrick was you know to the rap yeah. yeah I think that I think that, like I said I think Kendrick is a uh, he he is graduated from being like a regular rapper you know he, he he's been done that but this solidifies that him as an artist you know what I mean yeah the, the messages behind it and the way he went about it and you know, I, I've heard some people, some some people kind of down. Like, oh, I was expecting, you know, this. Like, it was uh, a it was a polarizing album. I'll say on first listen, even me, I was like, like I can hear it, I can hear what he's saying, and it's a lot. And I was like, just on first listen, I knew I had to go back. I was like, hey, I'm missing a lot. I'm catching about yeah. like 10, 15 percent of what he's saying. But the beats, I didn't even like really gel with the beats at first. I ain't gonna lie, I was like. Yeah, you gotta listen to it. Oh, like, like, yeah, he doing back, a lot. Like, the second listen, the second listen, it, it hit for me. But the first one, I was like, I don't know where are we going, Doug. Like he did try a lot of new things production wise. So like, what we, you know, what do we think of the beats? I mean, and that's what I'm, and that's what I like about you know him and Kanye. You feel me? Because it's just yeah. like they kind of push the, you know, they remind me of Jesus a little bit. You feel me? Like they, yeah. like I feel like they push the the spectrum of what they want to do, and sonically, like sonically, like I feel like you get the feel of you know, um, you know, early early eighties, nineties rap, but you get up to modern day with it. You feel yeah. me? And that's and I feel like that's what you know we kind of missing in hip hop. You know, I feel like everybody mm-hmm. sounds the same, so it's just like Sorry, yeah, this, this this one vibration. You feel me? But it's I was like, thinking. My bad. I was gonna say I was thinking that the other day, just like writing songs, and I know you probably peeped this since you're getting, you know, back in the studio and things like that. Um, but I was feeling like this the other day. Like, I get that, like in rap, you know, it's, it's competitive and things like that. And you, every, you know, every single song you want to be, or you know, the people want you to be, like lyrical miracle, not even just a hit, but I mean, like, like yeah, they do want you to drop a hit. They want it to almost be easy enough to digest but they want it to be lyrical enough to be you know they want like a whole bunch of things at once from like one song so i feel like you know that 80s and 90 you know some of the 80s and even early 90s rap was more so about like yo i got a beat 
I'm trying to make the crowd go up, you know? So it's like, I'm feeling this beat. I'm like, oh, you know, something, something, some friends of mine happened to spit some MC run. You know what I mean? And I feel like we, we get to this place where it's like, we want everything to be technical, where, where you get that Eminem vibe, where everything is, you know, like hitting a bunch of things, checking all these boxes. And I'm like, so where does the, where does the uh, trade-off go between these lyrical gymnastics or like music? You know what I mean? And I feel like Kendrick, Kendrick gave us all that. He's given us the thought provoking, you know, he's given us the lyrical miracle. He's giving us the flows. He's giving us the exercises, but he also had some tracks where he's flowing on the beat, just falling back and and kind of giving you a vibe. And I don't mean like to dumb it down, but I mean, like you said, like that eighties vibe where it's almost a call and response or it's like a party or something, or it's like, you know, a a real life storytelling, which I feel like he gets He gets in that bag with baby Keem, you know, a lot right. of the times. But um mm-hmm. right. N95, how is that? What we what we uh think about that video? Cause you know, both hard part video, five yeah. and okay, okay. Yeah, I know they was talking I mean, about yeah. um it was some crazy visuals in it. But the I song itself, I guess, was partially written in 2020 or started yeah. in 2020. So he's had these joints for a while. You know, he's Which is like I feel like for a while. I feel like, and that's what I feel like with um, you know, with artists like, you know, music. I feel like we don't really take our time with just making music. Like you gotta, you feel the vibe. You go record it, you lay it down. That's it. You know, you don't really go back to it, digest it, change anything up unless you're really working on it for like final cut. Um, but you know, for him to sit here and be like, yeah, I wrote this in 2020, and I'm just now releasing it but it still have a relevance and a vibe for today. It's just like, I feel like that's what really music should be, something that's timeless, you know? And that's, you know, you should be able to, you know, critique on your own and edit and take out and redo, not necessarily saying it has to take two years or so, but it's just like, you know, you should be able to like break it, break down something and like, you know, it's been points where I done wrote a song and then I wrote another song, but then I realized like, hey, this verse go with this track instead of this track. And so maybe let me put this over on this track. Okay, now this is a better song, you feel me? Yeah. And now this is this song is more complete, you feel me? And it's things right, like that. And I'm right. just like, that's that's the type of shit that we're not really looking at in the craft as, you know, people that are making music and writing these songs and things of that nature. Like mm-hmm. it takes like, cause even, you know, it's just like even going through shit like writer's block and artist block and shit like that. It's Which like, he did mention on the on the project he had for two years. Yeah. So, so he like said he didn't even, through, yeah. So yeah, even going through shit like that is like, this is where you kind of like do those little things. Like I even for myself, it's like, it was like, I wasn't even writing complete verses, but I was just writing bars. You feel me? Yeah. Right. So it's right. like, it's just like, it's like, those things that we do, you know, getting your metaphors and and yeah. things like that. Like, all right, right let me get a couple. You, yeah. yeah. And it and it helps you recover and get to that point where you kind of create these pieces of work like um Mr. Morale and the big steppers. Like right. me, honestly, I feel this, like I said, this is it like it it, it solidifies Kendrick as a generational talent. You feel right. me? Right. Like he like he what y'all think of the first disc versus the second disc? I, me personally, I, I, I kind of like both because it's like off of each one. I like different tracks. Like I like Father Time off the first track. I like end 95. Um, and the second time around, it, it meshed together well. 
It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it comes together, like how you get to both sides. Like, it's, it's like, like kind of like you grow up with the man in a sense. Like, right. Because he's going over everything that shaped him, like in depth and things like that. And he's hitting a lot of topics, you know? Yeah. So, like, when I, when I asked about the first disc for a second disc, you know, the first disc to me was a little depressing. Like I'm listening to it and I'm like, damn, it's a lot of problems that he, he, he gone through. Some of these even hit, you know, home. And it's like, yeah. you know, a lot of the stuff, like, you know, when he's talking about the gender wars, when he's talking about, um, what he, he's talking about, he's talking about his family. He's talking about doubt. He's talking about being a savior and things like that. It's like, yo, like, He's talking about like there was there was one right because I had I have a you know I have a bar on one of my joints where I say I want that demon freaking tweaking smoking out every weekend and like we get that from what like most recently like Fabio and shit Shawty a demon like demon right so that's a big term in the culture he had one bar specifically that hit because he said that girl is hurt that's why you call her a demon like you know it's like oh shit like mm. it kind of makes you think twice you're like yeah you're out at the spot and and right. and shit you know me you know paul you and me was just talking about how the summer heating up you know so it's gonna be wild but it's like yeah. when you're out there and it's like you know you moving around and you start you start kind of looking at these things and it's like oh yeah shot you you start you know catching calling things like out like yeah like just how you choose to describe the, exactly so the way that he said it it starts to make you think because it's like a lot of the stuff in the culture that we celebrate right how much you know yeah. like look at that like the uh the justin leboy show was it called like demon time or something like that so yeah. it's like it's a lot of the stuff in the culture that we were celebrating that he goes like okay you know what's the root now maybe maybe if you want to look at it and be like oh don't don't slut shame or don't do this don't do that but you know a lot of times when you're out there you do see some actions that when you break down the root of it guys and girls alike so i don't just want to put this on girls but even even in you know just your actions going out and party culture exactly Sometimes you're having a good time. Sometimes, you know, you're trying to get away from something. You know, it's a lot of people. You don't know why they at the bar all the time, you know? So it's yeah. like. No, but yeah. it, it was me personally with this album. It's just like he really asks us this question that niggas not really trying to answer and deflect. Mm-hmm. It's just like, is black culture really based off of trauma? Right. 100%. Right. He's like, if we, he like, if we take away the trauma and the shit that has traumatized us, what is our truly, what is our culture? Right. And he, and I'm like, that's, and that's the question that a lot of people not ask and they say, I mean, not we really see. trying to break down because at the end of the day, you have to break, if you have to break down black culture and that trauma that's based off of black culture and what black culture is trauma, you would have to break down yourself and that's getting we, to the root of yourself. Facts. Hey, bro, facts. and you hit with something. You hit on something powerful, bro. And I'm going to say this. The problem is, is this. When you bring up stuff like that, right? We know that it came from trauma, right? Singing and, and even during the slavery time, they make up hymns and stuff to, 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 to you know, get their mind off of the, 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 the atrocities that's happening, right? But if I heard you, someone um, say drinking on the weekends came right, from slavery. Right, so. right. But because, and, and think about it like this, bro. Every time you bring up a topic like that, and be like, yeah, this shit came from trauma. Somebody gonna argue with you. That's yeah, the yeah. problem in our. That's the problem in our. That's the problem that's in the culture. That's, that's the part because at the end of the day, black culture, no. blacks don't. As black people, we don't want to face the reality that you know 
really in reality what is our what what and what good nature do we have in co- our, our culture like what is Bro, the, what and what good root is there something that came from our culture you know it's don't tell like, me that chitlins and pig feet and pig ears is our is our culture because it ain't yeah right. and this is like and this is like <laughs> like i say and that's what i say and that's what i feel like the album really is about the project is about i've had that conversation multiple times you know what i'm saying therapy yeah. therapy was a big uh a big theme you know he mm-hmm. had a he had a joint where his girl told him to go to therapy and yeah. he was like no nah, i don't need that which is something we've probably heard a lot in our in our life either from us or from our friends that we've seen you know yep. have conversations on therapy and we've seen we've definitely seen you know people push back to that notion and things like that um yeah I mean, yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, the hardest thing for any person to do is look in the mirror and confront their own demons. And the thing the thing about us as a culture is, is that we got so much, so much has happened to us. Right. So much has happened to us instead of confronting it and working through it and dealing with it. We've built around it and right. we built, and we built this castle on top okay. of it. Those, those bodies you know yeah. what i'm saying and this is uh it's it something that continues to harm us man because it harms us in the way that we are not united because we're always in competition yeah. right and what i want to tie that into did y'all see the last episode of uh atlanta with kevin Smith? yeah that shit was wild as fuck. so you talking about trauma right now right. look when they, when they when they bring the black people into the gym to deem if they're black right so okay skin wise you might be black but they're still going to ask you some questions so the type of questions that they're asking him are like you know what mixes well with hennessy you know do you say mama or mother like what what does it mean when she puts her foot in it or something like that like you know you're you're asking all these questions like they they specifically ask him like okay did you hear about what happened to that kid and the guy goes like, oh, yeah, you know, it was a, a routine traffic stop and he got killed. He's he like, no, I didn't ask you like, that. That's a damn shame. Exactly. <laughs> like we want to, you know what I mean? Like it was it was little stuff that like now you at home, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you really think about it, you're like, damn. So that's what makes us black. OK. Yeah. You know, you kind of it's funny what, for yeah. a minute, but then you are like, so that's really what makes up. And then he yeah, ends it off with like, eyes, bro, yeah. and you you wear, you know, he was like, I know you're white because you wear all birds, which is funny. It's like them little like van, them flimsy shoes and shit like that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you know, you're really just telling somebody, you know, culturally, you're not this, this, and this. Cultural what, does that even, what does that even mean to us? What does yeah. why is Hennessy our culture? Do we own Hennessy? Like come absolutely on. no, we don't. It's like it's a lot of these things, bro. Like, like why does this make you black? You feel me? Right. And that was, and that was the question. And that was really, that's what I'm saying, like, at the end of the day, like, that's what I'm saying. People like Donald Trump. Buddy, Buddy got shot, not even to give up the episode, but like, you know, spoiler warning, close your ears, but like, Buddy in the end of the episode got shot. And then ultimately, you know, he's telling this, this African kid, which of course is brought up too, because. Yeah, that was a question. You know, with the, with the, oh, uh, with the uh, you know, today with the conversation of foundational black Americans versus. Africans, 
in America or versus Caribbeans. You know, there seems to sometimes, not all the time, not all the time, but I will say there are certain people in the community who try to bring up that division, which is always puzzling. It's like, you know, so they brought that up in the episode too. And then they basically ended with, okay, so since you got shot by the cops, that's the blackest thing you can do. It's like, man, <laughs> right, yeah. a lot of the was stuff like, was like, loud, bro. It's, it, yeah, it was really, it was right, really right. Like, how, like, how was that associated with blackness? But, but you know, but look, I, I was going to say a personal experience of mine. I had a Nigerian dude tell me straight up because I called him brother. I was like, nah, it's all good, brother. He's like, yeah. nah, 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 nah. I'm not, I'm not black. I'm not black American. I'm, I'm African. I'm not Jim. Yeah, we, we see the I'm other not, side I'm too. Black. So yeah. I'm not black. I was like eternal race. You know, a lot of a oh, lot of stuff okay. in the culture, a lot of stuff <laughs> in the culture is built off of off of like you said, trauma. So it's like Mama, Kendrick, bro. Kendrick really called that out to where I feel like a lot of people in the culture, just down to you know, down to the like the little demon talk too, right? Because like I said, you know, it might be fun and games in the moment. Yeah, demon thought this and that, but look at how you are calling like a woman or something right like look at how yeah, you're calling exactly. look at the names you're throwing at her which what did y'all think about the we cry together song because that's probably the the one of the hardest not i'm not not hardest to listen to but it is like maybe not a track that i'm gonna run back it is might mighty vulgar you know the whole chorus fuck you um, bitch, fuck you now, i mean fuck you. <laughs> i mean it's it's a reality that motherfuckers yeah right. and that's why i i feel like you know, this is why I'm saying, like, you know, it's not he was he was he was he was abrasive. Yeah, he was abrasive with the uh, project. Like, it's real rawness in this. Like, so it's like if you've been through these things, you you really you really sit here and you sitting there in that moment. You go back to those moments in yourself. You feel me? Like, damn, this nigga yeah. really like damn like this is really and that's what i think he's doing with this whole album. Like, okay, you might not relate to every track, but there's gonna be something on here. That he might he he's damn near putting while he's putting up the mirror to himself he might be putting up the mirror to you yeah so you go to self awareness it's self awareness have I done that yeah have I done that before have I been have I got loud like this have I because another thing in that song she's blaming him for R Kelly he's blaming her for like everything so they're putting the problems of the whole world on just each other which happens yeah. all the time. People yeah. on social media will always be like, yo, all men. And you'll be sitting there like, I've never done that in my life. And now you're yes. self-conscious about it. Now you <laughs> right. see that self-conscious about it like, damn. Yeah, you know you from Chicago if more. you do this. Right. You know you from Chicago if you do this. I'm like, uh, nah, bro. I don't know what they well, do. Like, how many times do you know we as men be telling, oh, all women do this, all women do that. Yeah. Throwing nah. all this baggage on, on this generalization like all right <laughs> you know it's really doing more harm than good when we generalize and i think that's what he was bringing up like so of course we got to get to shit you know we already mentioned savior how he was saying i'm not a savior just because cole inspired you he's not this he's not that you know speaking against it he's almost pushing back at you and you know, up to up until this point, Kendrick's been mad warm with the people. You know, we gonna be all right. Like this, this, and that. Now he's telling you, like, yo, fuck you. Like, I'm a human too. I mean, because at the end of the day, I feel like yeah. that goes into how the perception of society, how we look at these celebrities and artists and basketball players and people that that do fantastic things. Like we obsessed with them and we look at them like they're gods. You feel me? Right. Like, like people, like we think about it, these people have a million followers. 
Like there's that's like a like they that that worship everything they do and follow everything they do and 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 anything that they that doesn't align with what they do want them to do is seen as an outright outrageous grievous action. You feel me? And so you, like, you know what? I'm gonna say something, bro. Like he's telling y'all, like, bro, like y'all are idolizing us for no fucking reason. Yeah. No reason. No reason. Like, you know, Jim Terry said it, bro. You're idolizing another man that right. walks and breathes the same earth that you are walking. You feel me? And that's right. like, have y'all what like what insanity? Like, think about it like this. Like, we like if you read the Bible, motherfuckers used to worship gold and false idols and shit like that. We just turned these motherfuckers into celebrities. Right. Because it's like, think about it like this. It's motherfuckers that'll wish celebrities. Motherfucking happy birthday, good, right. good luck, and all this shit, and won't even do it to the motherfucker down the street that they know in their whole fucking life. Right, right, right. Hey, when that Will Smith shit happened, and when that Will Smith shit happened, I say this: this album is deep, and niggas don't want to talk about it because at the end of the day, they have to face reality of that that they've been one of these people. One, one last track that I kind of, I don't want to, you know, just keep on going through the whole entire track list but one last track that i do want to highlight because you know when i said this was kendrick's you know yeezus or whatnot to me i feel like you know he was just being very abrasive you know he's being very matter of fact with the people like i said up until this point he was warm but he even speaks about on auntie diaries you know about his his uh i guess what he said is auntie is a man now or something like that so who would have thought in kendrick's family okay even he not even he, because I don't know if any of our, you know, people in our family, but, you know, this issue of, of uh, transgender politics and identity and things like that has been big in the news for a few years. And here's somebody like Kendrick, someone you probably wouldn't even expect. I, don't, I mean, honestly, to me, it's weird, like, because, you know, I don't want to sound ignorant, but I've been, you know, just you see the stuff on TV and do you ever expect that to be somebody that you know or something like that? I mean, you know, I think maybe I knew somebody at DePaul, but other than that, when I heard that Kendrick, someone in his family, especially like, cause I don't know, maybe, you know, I don't know. I, I, I was, like, I was it, taken it, off it, guard. I, for, I don't know why I would, I would not like, it just, it just felt like, damn, for real. Like this is someone in Kendrick's family. He has this experience. Like, I mean, but you got to think about it like this in reality, yeah. In black, in, and that's what I'm saying with black culture, you gotta think about it like this: homosexuality and 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 anything that's not heterosexual has been looked at, as, uh, been shamed upon. Right. And then the thing is, in reality, those people in that situation is something that motherfuckers don't really have, truly, never truly didn't address. You feel me? And he spoke like, about black how... people didn't discuss it doing it. They just they didn't discuss that shit. You feel me? Right. And that's just and that's just the reality of the fact because at the end of the day, 50 Cent even talks about it as a child, like his mama right. being gay. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. and it's just like motherfuckers like mention it, you feel me? But Jay-Z. Like, but but in the truth and reality is that's a discussion that this is the topic that niggas don't talk about. Right. right. And so, so like hearing it on his project, like family and things of that nature. Because it was a lot. So hearing it on that project speaks to that. Um, But also, you know, I feel like sometimes people think it's a new issue with with the transgender issue, right? Like as far as medicine and technology and things like that. 
So when I start to think about the timeline and Kendrick's aunt, you know, when he was younger, I was like, this must have happened early 2000s, 90s, when this stuff was even less spoke about. So yeah. for that to happen in his family, that's something else that him witnessing before, you know, I guess if you witness that now, it's something else, right? You already it's see a this different, in the You will have a right? different, it's a different feeling to the experience. Exactly. You know I mean? So that, that even made it hit harder to me because I'm like, yo, for this to happen, it had to be late 90s, early 2000s. It had to Which be. Which made me, it was a tougher time. Crazy, you know? crazier. So then he speaks about his family saying, which I'm assuming because this person is like this, his family accusing them of touching Kendrick. So I guess when that bar happened, a lot of people thought Kendrick was saying that he got touched as a kid. But I guess that was the allegation. And Kendrick said, no, that, you know, this person never touched me, but they never believed him. So again, it was like this person got ostracized in Kendrick's family. And this yeah, person was the one who ultimately, you feel me? and this person ultimately put Kendrick onto music in the first place. So listening to that story was crazy. Now there's a whole nother layer because in the hook, he does say the, you know, the F slur or F word uh, like three times, which, you know, to me, I was like, damn, you trying to get canceled, Kendrick. But of course, listening to the context of the song, you know, he's trying to make a point about, okay, listen to the language that you use yeah. in everyday, everyday life. But I mean, I, I didn't know like how I people were going to take it. And some people, about, like he's, some he's, people still yeah. aren't taking it well. Um, I mean, I've heard some like, people speak out, but I guess I, you know, it, I, you know, speaking to the abrasiveness, my bad, speaking to the abrasiveness, how did we think this was going to go on? Because when I heard it, I was like, damn, this might be. I mean, think about it. <laughs> it's like, think about it. Yeezus didn't become a masterpiece until years, years later. You feel me? Right. So it's just like, it's the same way. Like it, it, it had, like, it's like, if the thing, if you can make something and make people feel some way and talk about it, which Kanye and Kendrick tends to do, mm -hmm. then you have something, you have a great body of work. So yeah. regardless if it gets its flowers now, it'll be flowers. Mm -hmm. Right. Because eventually we because that's an event, eventually we gonna have our moment or our, our light bulb moment. If it don't be now, the later year or next year or whatever the fuck it is, people be like, damn, Kendrick really put us on game, you know. Right. He really made he really made a masterpiece for black people and we didn't really we didn't really appreciate it. I will say that's what I'm saying. Eventually, like I say, we, we he creates this conversation about black culture and what it really mm -hmm. is, but ultimately he creates an album that's wrapped in black culture. Right. You feel me? Like it's a it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. He's, that, he's showing he shows the beauty, the ugliness, all at once. So there there exactly. are still some bright spots on the album. Yeah. But overall, and like, it is a darker album than normal, you know. And I'm, right. and I'm like, he's not trying to he's not trying to make people feel good. He's trying to bring some stuff to the light and make exactly. us conscious on how we treat each exactly. other and how we act towards each other. And it's kind, of, kind of sparked the conversation on how we should move forward. Like right. you said, he's not he's not only putting up his his mirror, he's putting up the mirror at everybody who's listening to his album. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. So because at the end of the day, like you would expect, because <laughs> at the end of the day, I didn't me personally given the title i didn't know what to expect but i didn't expect anything to be commercial with this name me personally like i didn't expect no radio hits and we gonna be all right all that shit like i expect i i almost did though i ain't gonna lie like i kind of went into it like, <laughs> like expecting like some like, jams gee when you put right. in a word like morale right that was what else? 
that word that that word in its sense like that's a word that we all tend to go like we we know what it is but we don't it's like how many of our us are living a more route life you feel me like mm-hmm. that's a that and and that's and that's a thing that when he put that word and i'm like this is gonna be something that's crazy hey, i knew i, I just thought like, about hey, this nothing for no for no fucking radio or for no motherfucker that just want to hear some hits like the this fact is that you said crazy. that just made me kind of think about okay so kendrick on savior and i think mir he you know he he, he mentions you know just because Kendrick did this, you know, I'm not your savior, you know, just because, you know, I inspired you does not mean I am your savior. You know, he, he wrestles with day, that. Like, like I say, he's only a human being. Like, and he said, he said, I might be, you know, some days I might be more Kodak Black than Kendrick Lamar. And we got to speak exactly. about Kodak's addition on this and what he means to this album. Because Kendrick definitely used Kodak as like a, a metaphor or a story. You know and that's what, I mean? what I'm saying, because that's what I'm saying, Mr. Morale. You feel me? Like, and that's what I'm saying with morale. Like, you know, yeah. he, he, like. But what I was thinking, life, do you think and, he said Mr. Morale in like a in a, in a uh, sarcastic tone? I mean, like, he, I'm I, Mr. Morale. I guess I'm the I'm the guy who's always perfect. I'm Mr. Morale. I mean, but you got to think the about big it. Like, step I don't. Was, I don't yeah. think of, I don't think it's morale being perfect. You feel me? I think it as being somebody or being of, you know, understanding of your rights and your wrongs. Okay. You feel me? And, and being able to, you know, hey, I did wrong, I did right, but I'm going to be a better person and do the best thing next time. You feel me? Right. To understand. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, he kind of like, it's like, you know, we, it's like, think about it. Kendrick made himself this butterfly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really, it's a really crazy thing about it. Because we put him in, we put yourself as a butterfly. He made himself as this, you know, thing of eyes, and everybody wants to be and wants to have. You feel me? But here he comes and he brings himself back to like normal normality. You feel me? Like he's he's yeah. a normal human being, but he's like, hey, I've done great things. I've done bad things. I've been through these things, and this has brought me to this point right here. And so at the end of the day, I have to choose to listen to these experiences and go through the experience and be a better person, which is uh, identity of I have a sense of morale, not that I am a perfect person living this righteous last lifestyle. You feel me? Righteous ass life. And I feel like that's where we as humanity, we are, we are we're lacking in morale. Nobody needs you to be perfect. Nobody needs you to be evil good we just need you to have morale in the sense of like you know hey i can do better and be better you feel me and right. these and right. my experiences are just my experiences up until i acknowledge that right. i did i did yeah. get a feeling that people will come away from this album feeling like okay i can i can improve here and there you know i can do this better i can do that i do feel like i've heard a lot of that lately um one thing i have seen is that initially a lot of people were kind of thrown off but a lot of people second listen oh. it gelled and i still i still see some criticism i'm seeing a, a lot of high ratings though i'm seeing like eights and above so i'm gonna ask y'all what y'all kind of like you know your number rating is um but you know just to just to you know finish it off with some uh final critiques the big critiques i'm seeing are you know, some people want the the Kodak uh, appearances explained. 
some people are like, okay, you spoke about all these problems and, and things like that. You spoke to women's issues too, but now you have someone like Kodak with his history. So to me, I felt like it was, it was, it was mad obvious. It was like, okay, you see me, right? But I could easily be Kodak. Yeah. Like Kodak, I gotta have his his voice on here because that's all the sides of black culture. Here is somebody who right. you're gonna is the rawest, right? There's no filter. There's almost no control. We've seen right. Kodak just go zero to one hundred for all the time. How many times yeah. has he been in jail? You know what I mean? And then come out, come out, go crazy. You know what I mean? So we've seen Kendrick, or not Kendrick, but I mean Kodak. So I feel like you had to have that voice on there to have that that That's mirror, special. right? The yin and yang. Yeah, you got the light, you know, the, the dark the and the dark. Kodak is somebody who does have this redemption arc, right? Even though it's happened a couple of times, you would hope now that Trump has stepped in and things like that, that you would not go back. And Kodak is somebody who did get into right. college recently. He said he wanted to do that. You know, hopefully he's, he's on the straight and narrow. So, you know, even in this project, I think there's some bars that, you know, he says and things like that about doing better. So. I gotta say this, man. Like, cause I like Kodak. Um, man, he 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 seen he's showing growth, bro. Like you said, he's doing the school thing. He's dropping music. He's moving a little different than he did. I mean, he's still who who he is as a person. But like Kendrick said, he could easily be Kodak. I mean, any of us could easily be doing what we used to do. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, Facts. You know, people can grow. People can yeah, can move on. And I feel like that's the conversation too, as well. Like, you know, we gotta, you know. You can't always look at one person's at, at one chapter of a person's life and be stuck on that chapter when they're on a whole different chapter, you know. And it's right. just like not saying that we have to, you know, be blind to the shit that they've done. It's just like we have to be able to, you know, be like, hey, at some sense, like this person has a sense of morality and, and got their life together and, and took and took a different turn and got growth. You feel me? And they, right. you know, they they took in the steps to be a better person. You feel me? Right. Yeah. Took a look in the mirror. Hey, they're a better person now, and they're the best person they can be. You feel me? But they're making better progress to being that person that they were yesterday. Right. Um, shout out Ghostface Killer as well. Unexpected. I did not expect to hear a verse from him on this project, but he killed it um, mm -hmm. on the track "Purple Hearts" with Summer Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Was Summer Walker? Uh, Interesting addition to y'all. I was surprised to hear just because um, I could have easily heard SZA on there, and but I feel like you know, some people, it. some people, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is real or not, but some people were just saying, hey, there's no TDE artist on this album, and you know, especially did he, you know, he didn't work with SZA, but he worked with Summer Walker. Like it almost sounds like they could have replaced each other, and it would have sound more maybe, you know, family. That TDE family, him and SZA again, and things like that. But he, he might be to, trying to separate himself, right? I don't know if that's intentional. Maybe he just did work with Summer Walker just because I mean, he Summer wanted Walker to. But like, and you got, I feel like she fits more of what the message was about. Like, it's not right. the same. Like, she's like, I don't know. Like, it's just like she. I feel like she, like she fits, like vocally. I don't know. Her and SZA are two different people vocally, in my opinion. Thanks, like they, they have two different sounds. 
So it's just like, I don't know, like the sound scissor has doesn't really, I don't think it really would have, you know, hit the way Summer brought it to the table, you know, in a sense. Right. Like, I don't think, I don't know. Like, it's just like, it's like SZA has a certain vibe to her. You feel me? Like, she don't, it's like, you can't, it's like, it's like, yeah, she can do pop and all that shit, but it's just like, when you hear her vocally, you get a, a vibe. You feel me? Yeah. Like, it ain't. So, what y'all? It ain't, and I don't think it's like, not to say it ain't like, um, Summer's vibe or they can hit the same. But it is different. It is different. You're going to get two different things, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, some people are reading too much into it. They want beef where it might not be there and things like that. Um, But overall, what do y'all rate it out of uh, 10? I don't don't think anything is ever perfect. Nah, nah. I think that I think a solid eight, eight and a half is 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 sufficient. I would give it a nine at the most. You feel me? Just giving off just like the overall message and the conversation that he has that he that he creates. You feel me? Because it's like it's like you can listen to shit like Drake album. You ain't you just listening to it. You feel me? Listening. That's what I'm saying. Right. Listen to shit shit like Future. Actually, that was that was that's crazy that that you say that because a lot of people I see a lot of people who are saying um you know Future's album of the year. To them, um, you know, a lot of people are saying Kendrick's album of the year, and you might you might understand that choice more just because of the choices that he's made and you know what he's saying. You might think it's uh, you might think it's like uh, what's it called, like uh, more substantial. But I've seen some people say, "Oh no, Future's album of the year," and and like you listen to it and it's great. And there's some tracks that are amazing. Like honestly, that that Drake and Thames track that he's got is like. Yeah. That's something that almost expanded future sound to a place that I like. Like, take away the Drake verse, because sometimes Drake just eclipses things. But take away the Drake verse and just hearing future next to like a vocalist like Thames on a beat like that. I was like, nah, yeah. future's like that really expanding. Yeah. Like, that's that's a beautiful track. But outside of I that, mean, it was like, I'm not going to say a typical future album because all of future's albums, when you go back, really do hit. But. Is it anything? Is he really hitting the? Is he is he really hitting the the territory that Kendrick is? Kendrick was some of the flows were crazy. Like some of this stuff was like, bro. Some of this stuff was like 150 BPMs that Kendrick is rapping on. He's rapping on some extra fast stuff, and it's like. Hey man, hey, it's it's a biased <laughs> conversation. That's a biased conversation, man. Is, I feel like, like I say, like well, look, okay, to, take it away from future. Take it away from future. Hey, some take people don't fuck from... with Pluto, man. That's all well, I that's gotta say. And I'm look, let's take it away from Future because at the end of the day, I'm not trying to compare them. I'm saying Future's just consistent. So he gave yeah. us another Future album. But a better comparison, a right. better album for what we're talking about, Jack Harlow's last album. Jack Harlow's last album was nice, right. but if you listen to it, you didn't get anything at all. It, it was like, it's nice not hook, nah. nice hook, nice verse, nice hook, nice verse, nice hook. You know, it was just like, yo, this is like I said, like a little less than CLB. Songs. It was and like I, I didn't like, get anything from it. It's an album full of commercial songs. You feel me? Right. Yeah. And that's the part and that of that was a big knock. Yeah. He went all the way ready. Albums have become. You feel me? Like that's what an album's like. Usually I used to think about album as a, you know, a part of an artist, like a chapter in their career or in whatever. Life, yeah. Never had crazy. Yeah. Now I just feel like the shit is just. <laughs> A bunch of commercial songs just thrown together with an album title now. You feel me? Like niggas not really making projects where they're like, you know, Usher Confessions. You feel me? Like 
niggas ain't making shit right. like that no more. Niggas ain't doing that. Like that's what I'm saying. Niggas like Kanye. You feel me? Like niggas not doing that. You feel me? Like we we don't get that anymore. You feel me? Like, but it's just like right. that's what I'm saying. But future, like I say, future consistent. Like he a motherfucker that's gonna keep on scoring in the future category yeah. where he at. You feel me? But as but, far as now, but look. What what I what I was saying earlier about the track definitely takes future out of the conversation because he has tracks on there that you know obviously showed some growth and yeah and, and the real things that he's talking about. But like I said, that at least that that Harlow album and I'll say CLB to an extent, both of these albums kind of gave nothing new to offer. You know, it was just kind of yeah, surface surface level music, you know. So yeah. Let me ask y'all a question too. Man. I'm gonna bring up something. So Bia, right. right? Bia did that track with J. Cole, right? That London. Yeah. Shit, shit, shit was decent. Shit was decent, right? But Cole was like, Yeah, I heard the track. Cause I listened to an interview from Cole, right? He's like, Yeah, I heard the track and I had to think about it for a minute. And then I came back and then laid the verse for it, right? And then I listened to his verse and I was like, like, this ain't it, Jay. Like, I what you have to think about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't hear yeah, it. Yeah. I didn't hear the song. Have you heard it? Did you hear his verse? Which joint? Uh, uh London. Well, uh, Bia. Yeah, Bia, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, uh, Jay yeah, Cole. Yeah. And he said yeah, that Jay. he had to think about it. And he had to lay a track. And I was yeah. like, like, what you even have to think about? Right. Like, right. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, think about I mean, it. You want to be on the fucking track at least. I mean, shit, because it's like, think about it. It's like, it's like as an artist, you know what track you're gonna hop on, what track you're not gonna hop on. And that's one thing that niggas really need to start really. And look, look, that that, 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 that goes back to on tracks that they shouldn't be on. Right, but right. Look, that goes that goes back to the sentiment. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Let's say this real quick. J Cole, right? The reason I bring that up is because we need albums like this one Facts. to drop to set the bar for these motherfuckers. To yeah, really yeah, get yeah. out here, but this ain't even a bar because they don't feel like they not even in this category. You feel me? Like they right. like at the end of the day, they like all right, Kendrick, a conscious rapper. You not you not a commercial rapper. You feel me? Like and that's what the category divide gonna be because at the end of the day, they never gonna see this as a fucking bar. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, if niggas was really rapping and they saw shit as a bar, the bar that they really would have had was Kanye before any of fucking thing. You feel me? And so many niggas can emulate and create projects like him. You feel me? And Kendrick is only the one of few motherfuckers that are doing that. You feel me? Constantly doing that and pushing himself sonically as well. You feel me? These niggas don't have no bar. These niggas are just making hits. Right. These niggas just want to make radio hits. They don't have a bar. Like they but like like niggas don't like they are not like niggas not stepping in the game saying that they the most lyrical. Niggas not saying that they the most bad they best rapper alive. You feel me? Nobody is saying that. You feel me? Right. Niggas is giving each other their flowers for doing whatever the fuck niggas are doing. <laughs> and that's what the fuck, and that's why hey. that's why the game is where the fuck the game is at. This is one thing I'll uh I'll tie in the uh what Paul was saying. To what I was saying earlier, you remember how I was saying that, you know, the 80s versus this rap and versus that rap. I feel like I'll give Kendrick a pass when he does tracks like the London because he'll give us something like the off season, But then he also shows you like, hey, like I want to have fun, too. Like I hear these type of tracks that yeah. get played all the time. And, you know, it's almost like a lyrical exercise. Like, did he go the hardest? But he's trying to step into their world and kind of you know, give them something. So I I kind of like that from rappers who you can see their range. Like, you know what I can do lyrically when it's time. 
But mm. when it's time to party, like, hey, let me, let me, let me, like, fuck around with you and let me, you know, tell, you know, let me show y'all I can get down too. Like, I could party. Yeah. I could, I could get loose. So as long as he doesn't throw that on, maybe something that's his own. But when he's yeah. doing the features, I ain't mad at him, you know. Like, I mean, and I can see that too because yeah. I'm like, shit, we had songs that was just geared towards partying and shit like that. But then, but what, what, like, what you're speaking to too, what you're speaking to too, like, think about like, the 90s or early 2000s when everyone in the game did want to be the best rapper alive it wasn't necessarily every single song was i'm gonna bar your head off because didn't buster rhymes have radio records and he was still spitting hard like red man had radio records like method man had club records like when you think about the days of like real tough mcs all these guys had a range of records girl records club records rap records tough records but each one almost had a lyrical like <laughs> bar right like we don't get the. i mean but it's like, shit, it's like the thing is but like you say it was a real spectrum of motherfuckers creating artists and making collaborations like i said niggas right. are collaborating and making the same track of 50 fucking five thousand times right they're not like it's just like at the end of the day like it's just like how many more times can you rap about drug shoe motherfuckers and all that shit okay can you go into it's like at this point can you go into a little bit more detail and niggas can't go into a little bit more detail like it's yeah. so many like that's what i'm saying even like that's what i'm saying with just even seeing chicago artists like king von he could actually give you a story man bro which is like that's what i'm saying like it's 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 like it's like niggas are hitting the surface level of what music is at this point you feel me right it's right. like it's only so many other people that can give you the actual artistry of this shit you feel me like that's what i'm saying like people like kendrick can tell you a story kind of mm -hmm. can give you something that's sonically crazy as fuck and hit you yeah. on different levels you feel me yeah but it's just like well, that, that's that's well, a form of artistry mm -hmm. not just like saying i'm an artist and i'm doing this yeah, yeah to, piggyback, to piggyback on what you're saying, Gordo, that's why I'll be dropping that dude I'll be listening to, Nino Man. Y'all ever listen to him? No, I'm going to check him out. Yeah, hey, check him out, bro. He tells stories. That's why I fuck with him. If you listen to his, you listen to his delivery, you listen to the way he rap, and he, he fuck with Jada and all them. And he, uh, and the way he rap, it's kind of like a, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like an East Coast Vine. You know what I'm saying? Like, like okay. the way he rap about shit. Cause when you listen to Von's storytelling tracks, he really break it down. Like you could really write a book on picture that shit. Yeah, yeah I picture the whole time. And, and like, man, I ain't gonna lie. Like, just maybe not so much anymore. But like, coming up, trying to you know be a rapper and stuff. Like the you know early years, like in in high school and things like that. Just doing lyrical exercises of oh, let me let me do a storytelling track. Like to just to try to do, and back then people were doing three verses, and yeah. I ain't gonna lie, bro, it's hard because when like okay, you can get from A to B, but you gotta be descriptive. You gotta yeah, be. You gotta be in that. You gotta, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta picture that. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of times you say, "I did this, then he did that, then this happened, then this happened," and then when it's done, it's like. Nah, you gotta be like, I was walking and my my kicks got dirty and some got scuffed and and some some something that I threw it. You know, yeah, I don't know, like, but you real, gotta be like that. You lovely. gotta be that descriptive to make it compelling. You know, right, so, sometimes it's, it's hard to like, yeah, yeah. That's why I say, like at this point, I feel like 
at this point we have settled for just the surface level of what commercial hits are instead of actually going into you know actually deep as fucking um not even saying it has to be deep but just like an artistry form of music like yeah it's like we like and and and, and this is just, just my critique on black music right now in general like we not we don't get that many projects that are really provoking thought out. yeah and thought out exactly it's just like, thrown together and thrown out yeah, exactly. Like if you got a good beat to it, it's going out. Yeah, yeah, right. It's gonna make the project because yeah. of how I mean, this whole culture right now with the with you know Spotify and things like that. Their their CEO has said like artists dropping one album a year is over with. Like just because of their business model, it's like pe- they're pushing people to just oversaturate. You burn people out. There's no feeling in this shit. They're just gonna keep throwing shit at you because yeah, of exactly. their schedules. You know, they're going to throw you two, three albums and and shit's going to be half-baked or maybe you might get, like, a, a few good songs here and there. They're going to give you an album and a deluxe. Yeah, they're just going like, to keep dropping. It's like, yo, like, take some time off. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Niggas like Kanye, Kendrick, Frank Ocean, and um, I don't know. J. Cole, definitely. He, he He's come around to it, you feel me? Right. Um. But those people, like, I feel like they are the only people that are kind of creating that conversation. And Beyonce, yeah, Beyonce. I can't forget Beyonce. Motherfuckers are killing me. Um, yeah. You know, like, they are bringing that conversation and actually, you know, putting in that actual full body of what a full body of work is. You feel me? Like, and, and Jasmine Sullivan, I'll say her last album was that as well. You feel me? Um, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it, it brings the conversations to the table. You have this you have this body of work that you have to di- dissect as opposed to like, yeah, I'm just, let me see if I'm track two, uh, track, track, no, I ain't fucking with track two. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. right. Track two, dude, hey. that's, that's what motherfuckers go through now. Like that's what, that's, right. that's literally what album reviews truly the fuck are now. Like we can sit here and bullshit all we want, but all this shit is just really motherfuckers going through these bitches like, who on this motherfucker? Oh, this is decent. I, I ain't fucking with this track. Turn, like that's really what the fuck it is. Like I'm, and I, I, I don't give a fuck. Not even looking to straight through. Yeah, like I don't give a fuck what nobody truly thinks. I'm like at this point, music review for rapping hip hop is really just niggas sitting there like, all right, this song decent. This song, all right, this song really right. Decent. Nobody's breaking shit down and actually having this and actually giving these motherfuckers a critique of like, hey, bro. This is not a body of a work. This is just some mm-hmm. shit thrown together that you get a collection of songs. Yeah. <laughs> like a mixtape. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, a lot of people are dropping albums that are really truly mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Like, put that shit on that pimp, bro. Don't put that shit on all three of Put that shit on that pimp. Yeah. Right, right, right. Clear. Put that shit where it belongs. Put that shit you ain't, you ain't there yet, dog. You'll go crazy on that pimp. You'll go crazy on that, that pimp. Get a, get a million downloads. Right. This is, but you don't put that shit on here talking about that's an album. That shit is not an album. Yeah, we come, we, could, we, come, we, we come from that we come from the era where them albums meant something. No doubt. Yeah. And if they didn't, if they didn't, the artist was gonna learn. I mean, throughout Kanye's whole career, you learned about you know his family, college, you learned about you know just the song family business. And then you go to le- late registration, 
you know, you learn about his career still going Rose where is. he is as a person. Of course, roses. That's what I was already thinking. Like, hey, I might be telling on myself. But my first album was, uh, 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 my first album was "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot" DMX. And look at all the stuff you learned about him on there. You know, that's what I'm saying. saying. This is like, that, and, and, and even hey. with that, it's just like you got. It ain't frivolous. It. Yeah, it's just like you you see a whole spectrum of motherfuckers breaking down shit. You feel me? Now it's just like motherfuckers are breaking down shit, and they just don't. You don't even think. I don't even feel like nobody really breaks down anything because right. they, they can go into too many details, or they gonna be convicting themselves of crimes. And it's almost um, fucked up because the music that does depict and go crazy almost gets overlooked and it's like man you know somebody probably took a long time on this shit and you just didn't even pay attention or let this shit you know slide like us as music fans sometimes we don't even be picking up on this shit it'd be so a real like, masterpiece you know it's a good it's, you know it's a good thing for kendrick to like kind of put a spotlight back on that type of music so now it's like okay let me go listen to the you know who is it? The Vince Staples or the Mark Hamis or Benny the Butchers, even, you know, yeah, right. shit, Freddie Gibbs, man. And and let's kind of end off with this because, you know, shout out Kendrick. You know, his album is definitely raw. So check that out. Um, hey, what, man. You know, what's going on with our guys, bro? Freddie and Benny. Hey, I like the beef. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Hey, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, somebody I fuck, I fuck with both rappers. I don't have a side, man. I know. It's I don't have a side. To me. I can't pick a side. Like, I fuck with both of them. So I'm like, I really not finna pick no side. I'm just yeah. like, whoever comes out, Benny, on top, come out on top is really just like, it's really just that. You feel me? Just, but it's just and like, when Benny was on Drink Champs, he wasn't, he wasn't throwing no, no gas on the fire nowhere. He was right, like, right. You know, he, he was just like, kind of like, like that shit strictly in the street. <laughs> right, 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 right. He's just like, nah, nah, we cool. You know, I ain't gonna sit here and, and you know, Say shit. Yeah, he's. Uh, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do all that. But yeah, Freddie got caught up in Buffalo. He had a show in Buffalo. He was moving out there, and 20, 20 BSF goons ran up on him. Um, they said they got his chain. Uh, you know, Freddie said he still had his chain, or at least the pendant. And then you know he got on stage, and I think he had some puffy eyes. But other than that, I've been telling the core that it's been. It looks like a win to me. Like at the end of the day, like not that he won the fight directly, but PR wise, you can spin this. Like to me, I guess that's how I'm always thinking about it. But it's like you could spin this to be like, yo, I'm one man, 20 people got at me. I, mean, I yeah, still okay, have my yeah, chain. Not, I still performed. Like that's it's it. Not like, bad. It's, it's, we it's saw really the guy crazy. who got beat up by Dave Chappelle's people, and that had to be five people, not 20. You feel and that guy had his whole arm fucked up, broken. So we already know what did what did twenty people do? You feel me? Twenty no, people should have like, obliterated. Like people, like I'm like, it, it could have been way worse. He could have got shot. Niggas could have been shooting right. all type of crazy ass shit. Yeah, man, like it, it was his group of people versus they group of people. Like it, it, it happens. You feel me? So it's just like at the end of the day, you win some, you lose some. But at the end of the day, he still stroke. Like most of the time, nine times of ten, most of these niggas are not even gonna fight. Or either they gonna run, you feel me? So it's right. like he stood his ground, stood stood there and fought, took his shit like a man. Like I don't understand mm-hmm. the motherfuckers really. Hey, if twenty people from the yeah, cops, y'all won't you, you got a problem. Y'all won't Freddie Gibbs to be a motherfucking <laughs> mixed martial artist and fight right. You feel me? Like <laughs> right. Hey man, I gotta say this. We ain't gonna end it like that. Hey, shout out to Khalil. Look at that shirt you got on, bro. That red. Come on, man. You know the you know the vibe. Hey, 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 hey. my man, my man Gordo got that hooligan on. He got that hooligan on. 
Come on, on, man. It's big vibes out here, man. Big vibes out here. Now, look, I know we said this last episode or a few episodes ago, but uh, Gordo, you know, he's he's got the he's got the logos right now. And I know the shop is is right around the corner. So we're going to have that shit for you. Um, Not the next episode, because I told you that's the interview. But the next one, when we're when we're back. Yeah, we're going to and we'll, we'll break it down. We'll put it on the screen and really walk through it with you all. So, like. That's so my, word. my word. My word. We gonna do that. My word. Word. Because <laughs> I, I gotta put myself on a schedule. So what? What are we playing at the end of this pod, man? What's the track? We kind of talked about Kendrick. Steppers? Right. Yeah, man. You gotta play some Kendrick. Hey, Silent hey, Hill. We call that Silent Hill. You want to throw that one on? All right. Let's get hey, it. Throw, hey, throw my boy Young Yak on there with Kendrick. Hey, Young Yak. God. Ain't nobody following me. Episode 70. Hey, Super Gremlins on the card. Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why you keep fucking with me? You gon' make me jump out my skin, believe me. Push these niggas off me like Push these bitches off me like Push these niggas off me like Pushing the snakes, I'm pushing the fakes I'm pushing them all off me like Pushing them all off me like Yeah I be immune to shit Tucking the broom and shit Done with the zoom and shit Know you a joke, my ass is the close I holla at the moon and shit Know the results, the ballot is in Man, I'm about to boom again You funny, dog. Can't hide behind your money, dog. A week or two, I meditate on running loss. Swerve, 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 shake the currents off. Yeah. Push these niggas off me like who? Push these bitches off me like who? Push these niggas off me like who? Pushing the snakes, I'm pushing the fakes, I'm pushing them all off me like who? Pushing them all off me like who? Yeah. Head up, chest out, silence. I'm stressed out, shh, be quiet I'm stressed out, stressed out, stressed out, stressed Hit my daughter up, she need all the love I need all the love, I mean all of us It's like six o'clock, bitch you talk too much You making it awkward love, I mean it's hard enough I mean it's They don't fuck with me even if they could Pull out the stick, hit a bitch with the wood First part roll with break in the hood Don't worry about us over here, we good The AP Roman numeral Everybody go, I need pharmaceuticals I ran my whole conglomerate I was just mapping shit out in the cubicle Suicide cool is a funeral Track hot lunch like a slingshot Big ol' ruby diamond on my pinky finger That bitch look like a ring pop Money on my mind, money on your head Hang ride three times when you coming through the jazz Red Cross kept a nigga fed In the studio with K-Dot fresh out the feds Yeah, you niggas can't stand the rain Niggas don't stand a chance Yeah, shepherd like candy paint I spend a bit in the bands I call the bill off a of Google app I'm the type to get my shooter up I had to survive off a tuna pack Five percent tent on the wheel like who's that? Cool take off like it's mad Be the dope with a folk, I'm whipping up super fat I'm doing scams in the lab Every Thursday girls, they spend the time with my daughter Maybe we'll go harder they teach my boy to be a man, I ain't had no father Been in love with the block, I ain't had no part Just saw them shotgun marvel Stacking them on the proper art with diamonds, look like marvels All of my 
water, aqua beating the block up till he spot him. I don't want your ice, but I want your life, but fuck it, I still might rob him. Go. Push these niggas off me like who? Push these bitches off me like who? Push these niggas off me like who? Pushing the snakes, I'm pushing the fakes, I'm pushing them all off me like who? Pushing them all off me like who? Yeah. Head up, chest out, silence. I'm stressed out. Shh, be quiet. I'm stressed out. Stressed out, stressed out, stressed out.